What's going on, everybody? How are you doing today? Welcome to our Week 11 NFL Recap. What's going on, Tom? It's going on a little shorthand today on a very significant day in uh, in Matt's football season with Matt Canada getting fired, but shame he can't be here today to discuss it. Yeah, Matt's uh, he's on a golf course right now. He just uh, triple bogeyed a uh, hole 13, I believe it was. So, um, I mean, I guess he's pretty still... agitated about it when he texts <laughs> us. But yeah, so um, we'll start off. Uh, we touched on it a little bit last episode when we were talking about the Bengals Ravens recap, but we didn't know at the time was that Joe Burrow is out for the rest of the season. Um, on a scale from one to 10, how panicked are you for the Bengals season now? It kind of be a 10, I guess, because they, when Burrow was kind of very evidently injured in the beginning of the season, the Bengals were losing left and they like they're 0 three. They started. So now he's out for the year. It's, it's really it's unfortunate, but I mean the Ravens are banged up too. Um, somehow the Steelers remain the only healthy team in the AFC North. So we'll uh, see if they somehow wind up pulling off the unthinkable. Yeah, I think I personally, I mean, I picked the Bengals to make the Super Bowl. I think that is fully gone. I yeah. picked them to even win the division and just everything. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs now at this point. Um, they assuming Jake Browning can win them three games potentially. They would still not be in the playoffs at that point. So expecting him to win four games this late in the season, I just think is unrealistic for them. Which yeah, I mean, it's I just agree. just a shame too. But I mean, the flip side is if the Bengals do come in last place this year, that means their schedule will be so easy next year when hopefully everything clicks for them. So it could just be a one year blip, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but I think especially you got to expect the Browns to cool off a bit. They are still seven three, but that defense is so good to where it might carry them into like a five or a six seed but gonna have to see yeah so we'll just hop right into that game then another afc north uh browns beat the steelers 13 to 10 all three of us picked the steelers i said in the moment this can't be good because we're all picking them um <laughs> the game stunk it was just like awful to watch it was basically just came down to whichever team had the ball last was going to win and that's, that's what it came down to, a uh, walk-off field goal for the Browns there. Um, but the bigger news coming out of this game, the Steelers finally fired Matt Canada. <laughs> finally. Um, I think I would assume that the running game is going to be a bit more in favor of Jalen Warren. Now, if Tom would announce him the starter last week and then fires Matt Canada this week, I think it was already a long time coming. They're kind of just going to let him loose. Everyone's calling him, like, the new Austin Eckler. I think it's a pretty good comparison. Um, like, was the backup and receiving back, and he was, like, on a team with an aging um, starting running back, and is evidently the more explosive guy. So, I, I saw a tweet. It was Jalen Warren among, like, qualifying running backs. I think it was, like, 50 carries. He's number one in yards per rush, 10-yard runs per attempt, 
missed tackles forced per rush, and yards after contact per rush. So there's no like that's every aspect of being a running back is are those things. And he's a better receiving back because already was a receiving back. Najee should be getting ten percent of snaps. I don't get how you have a guy who's literally the best running back in the league in all of these stats, and you're just, and you, it took him this long to figure it out. But maybe Matt Canada being gone will just let them let Jalen Warren loose, and he'll start going crazy second half of the year. And what I think a lot of people are thinking is, will them firing Matt Canada really change anything significant? Because a lot of people are saying, I mean, Kenny Pickett just he's just not the guy there. He's hasn't done much. Do we think that? Without Matt Canada, they're just all of a sudden going to be this explosive offense, or do we think they're just going to essentially be the same thing that they are, but maybe have just slightly different play calling? Yeah, they're going to have slightly different play call- play calling because, like, it- it's going to be personnel switches. Like, they're probably going to switch from Najee Harris to Jalen Warren. A lot of things they're probably uh, they're probably going to give Deontay Johnson um, or continue to give him his targets. I think he had like a 30% target share last week. He's been getting crazy targets. He really is like the volume guy in that offense. George Pickens has slowed down a lot. They're probably going to try and get him more involved. They're probably just going to, I think they're going to go towards more like scheming up things for specific guys, especially when Matt Canada was, I I truly don't even know what he could have possibly been doing. Um, But I guess even against that Cleveland defense, they still stayed in it, but they really shouldn't have been considering they were playing a third string quarterback. But Miles Garrett now leads the NFL in sacks 13. My defensive player of the year pick is looking strong after 11 weeks. Yeah, and you mentioned DTR. He he won them a game. We'll see how many more games he can win. There were not a lot of expectations going into it, but somehow the Cleveland Browns are now 7-3, and three, and they look pretty certain for the playoffs at this given point. Um, yep. So I want to move to a game now that I think a lot of our viewers want to know about. Your New York Giants upset the Washington Commanders. In in Washington, Dan, Tommy DeVito had a fantastic game. The defense actually played very well. I believe they had six turnovers. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts on this game. So the biggest thing that stood out to me here is before any draft pick implications or anything like that, the fact that um, they that there is no like visible difference between when Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, and Tommy DeVito all play, like when they're when they're when all of them are on, that means Daniel Jones is not the guy. There should be a clear difference between your 160 million dollar guy, your backup who is a solid backup for many years. I'm going to give Tyrod his props, and the practice squad guy who they didn't even trust to throw the ball two weeks ago against the Jets. There should be a clear difference between those guys, and the fact that there isn't means that I do not think Daniel Jones will be the starting quarterback for the Giants next year. I think Kafka is playing for his job. Um, I think he, if he, on the off chance that somehow winds up making this offense come alive, he's playing himself back into head coaching talks, which is ridiculous. Um, but I think that's a bit more of a long shot. Uh, I think Dable's probably safe. I think Wink Martindale is probably safe. And I think Kafka could go either way. But... John's now 3-8, holding the fifth spot in the draft. I trust this this duo of Dable and Chain, and Mike Kafka, I guess, if he's still around because he runs the offense, to go out and get a quarterback in this draft no matter what. I think if they end up with the fourth pick, they're going to trade up to one or two. I think if they end up with the fifth pick, they're going to trade up to one or two. I think if they somehow pull up, pull up less than six wins, maybe even six wins, they 
still going to try and trade up. I don't see a world where they walk out with, like, Bonix. I just don't. I just think that's ridiculous. Um, so, and for people that think Bonix would be the answer because he's blowing out at Oregon, 65% of his passing yards, as of, the, as of the start of this last college football week, were after the catch. That's not a guy that is going to perform at the NFL level. A fifth year who needed a transfer and gets 35% of his yards come through the air. I don't want him anywhere near my offense. So my takeaway from all that I have to say on this giant team. <laughs> so my takeaway from that is that Tommy DeVito is not the guy still. <laughs> no, Tommy DeVito is not the guy. No, I don't think Tommy DeVito is the guy. So I think the and the Giants always just play play really well against Washington. No matter what, no matter how bad, no matter how good or how bad each team is, those games the Giants always seem to not lose to them. Uh, besides that one game in 2021 where Joe Judge ran the QB sneak on third down. And then uh, so on the flip side, then the Commanders. Uh, are we surprised that Ron Rivera wasn't fired yet? I mean, the Giants yeah. are what three and eight on the year, and two of their wins are yeah. against the Commanders. Like, yeah, something's not right there. Yeah, Washington's now four and seven. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know if Bieniemy gets the the promotion. I think they. I I think it would it would kind of stink for him because Washington's offense started out like really good. Like he he seems to be elevating Sam Howell into like a really good passer. Um, well, really good, a solidly above average passer. Um. But I think that uh, Ron Rivera probably will be safe until the end of the year, and they're gonna mutually part ways. Like you know, the second that the second the uh, press conference is over in week eighteen. Yeah. So the Giants there, they pull off the nice win, move to three and eight. And you mentioned the Commanders drop to four and seven. Uh, another uh, divisional game. The Chicago Bears had a complete and full meltdown in Detroit. They were really controlling the game the entire way for the most part, it seemed like. And then Justin Fields just kind of became Justin Fields at the end of the game there and uh, cost it for them. Yeah, and I think this also proves like how legit the Lions are. Like Although the Bears aren't good, they were still down 10 with like four minutes left. And they figured it out. Jared Goff figured it out in the second half. And Jameson Williams is getting involved. Jameer Gibbs seems like a top 10 running back, maybe even higher. He's... It seems like he's, like, gliding when he runs. Like, he's so much faster than everybody else. It's ridiculous. So, they have an uncontrollable amount of weapons. They have two very good running backs. They have a great tight end. They have a top, fringe top 12 wide receiver, I'd probably say, Monra. Um, I'd say then, higher. I'd say higher than top 12 at so you this think, point. I think he cracks the top 10 now at this point. Probably, like, eight, yeah. 8 to 10. Maybe put him in that range. Yeah, Jameson Williams seems to be getting involved a little bit more now, and um, Reynolds is also very is performing quietly very well. So, great offensive line. Goff's playing like a top ten quarterback. Lines are super legit. So, uh, I I think that I think they look like almost as good as San Francisco does. Uh, they're really moving well, and not as good as the Eagles, obviously. But I think if they they could pull off an upset in the divisional round, and they can wind up. Uh, being, I mean, actually, they're the two seed right now, so I guess it wouldn't really be much of an upset. They'd be home. Yeah, and you mentioned all the weapons they had. I think the biggest takeaway from this game is that we're still seeing a split now with Gibbs and Montgomery. In the beginning of the year, it was essentially kind of all Montgomery. Then he got hurt, and Gibbs was lights out. And now they're saying, all right, we have two great running backs. We're going to actually use them about 50-50. So they both did score this game, and it looks like they will both be used pretty frequently going forward. Um, but also just like, the fact that the Lions were able to overcome three bad interceptions by Goff, I mean, they were all bad. Like, none of them were, like, tip balls yeah, or anything. It. it was just bad throws. Um, so that was good for the Lions to overcome for that. Like you mentioned, they're now 8-2 and two, and the 2 seed. The Bears fall to 3-8 and eight and look guaranteed to have two top five picks. 
pretty much. Uh, staying in the uh, Midwest, the Packers took on the Chargers. Didn't really see this one coming. Um, somehow the Packers won the game 23-20. to Chargers fall to 4-6 and six in a tough AFC. Um, again, Justin Herbert's team just can't get it done. Granted, he did not hit the 28-point threshold to get his guaranteed win, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like what? But, what are your thoughts on this game? Because it just, it was a surprise to me. So there were two game, There were two plays in this game. Obviously, the Quentin Johnson drop that mm-hmm. was just awful, all but a dot, like thirty yards downfield, and would have put them right into field goal range and would have set them up for again to still have time to try and score a touchdown and win the game. But there was a, I think it was third, it was either third or fourth down. There was apparently per the announcer. Um, it was like right when, like in, in where the sun started, um, blinding Keenan Allen, the ball hit him in the chest and bounced off his chest and he was in the end zone wide open. Justin Herbert hit him on the chest with the ball and it bounced off and obviously dropped it. And that would have been a touchdown. That's another very significant swing because you go, I, I don't know if that was third down or fourth down, but if it was fourth down, that's a seven point swing. And that is pretty much that puts them. I mean, I'm sure other things would have been different, but it would have put them up 27-23 in control of the game rather than having to pull off a last-second drive on the road to win. Mm-hmm. So, I I feel bad for Justin Herbert, man. He's he's doing all he can. Like you see what he can do. You've seen some of the throws he can make, and his team just cuts him no breaks. Brandon Staley's just the worst coach ever. And, uh, I mean, Herbert was also the leading rusher in this game. Like, that just... 70 yards, I think? 70-something yards? 73 yards on eight carries. And Herbert is not known to be running. So the fact that he led the team and the game in rushing yards is just something that is not a good recipe for success because that's just not how they're built. Um, I think I saw a stat. I mean, obviously, these teams don't play each other often, but the Chargers have not won in Green Bay since, like, the 80s. So, I mean, essentially, they only play there once every eight years now it's probably gonna be a little more frequently with the new schedule but still to, they haven't gone to lambo and won since the 80s um if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the chargers would be four and six and i believe they're two full games out of the playoff spot right now i would not have believed you i would have expected them to be like right in the mix but i think they might be too far behind at this point yeah i'm looking at the playoff standings right now they are they are yet yeah. so Right now, the seven seed is six and four. The Steelers, so they are they're two full games out. Um, yes, on the, which, and the Texans are six and four. The Bills are six and five, um, and the Browns are seven and three. So they have some ground to make up, and they're a game behind Denver, who is in the division. So mm-hmm. I guess that could help them because they, they probably play them again. They play um, them, yeah. So, but yeah, it's a it's not 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 a fun season out here for for Justin Herbert. I do feel bad for him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that one, you mentioned the Quinn Johnson drop. Like, this weekend was just full of drops. We'll get to a few more as we keep going on. But uh, both teams now 4-6. and six. We'll move to another uh, 1 o'clock game. Another closer game that I wasn't really expecting. The Raiders and the Dolphins. Dolphins won 20-13. to 13. Uh, There were six total points in the second half. I, both field goals by uh, Sanders. Just, I mean, not a real great game. I mean, the Dolphins put up... Uh, some good offensive stats. They just couldn't finish. I mean, them only getting 20 points against the Raiders is a little surprising. Um, but their defense, though, was lights out, so I guess that's a good takeaway for the Dolphins. 
Yeah, um, Jalen Ramsey's back. He had two two interceptions, and he hurt himself in that last one. I think he wound up being all right. I think the ball kind of just might have just knocked the wind out of yeah, him. Yeah, I think he's fine. Um, but Tyreek Hill's hand is good. Apparently, he's just upset because he can't play Fortnite. So it seems like he's he's gonna be fine. Um, also, but in terms of the Raiders, Antonio Pierce seems like he understands what needs to be done to like at least just give himself the best chance at winning. These last two games, he targeted Devontae Adams 13 times each. So that's a ridiculous target share. And Devontae Adams' fantasy owners rejoice because he averaged, I think, like 17, like 17.9 points. He had 14 and change and 21. So um, that's back end wide receiver one number. So if you have him, myself included, uh, you can sleep a little easier going into week 12, knowing that your probable second round pick is trending more towards being back. They're feeding him the ball. Antonio Pierce said it in a press conference, so they're getting the ball to Adams. And Jacoby Myers seems to be kind of phasing out of that offense quite a bit. Yeah, they definitely... His uh, early season hype is definitely uh, quieted down, like you yeah. mentioned there. Um, but hey, the Dolphins win another game, 7-3. and three. They're still still leading the AFC East, and the Raiders, they're still, still kind of fighting for that wild card, even though most of us don't fully believe in them but they are only a game out so you got to keep an eye on them um for the next game here another shutout in the second half uh by one team the texans beat the cardinals 21 to 16 and the texans did not score a single point in the second half which is very surprising against the cardinals defense um cj stroud played pretty well but he also did throw three picks um i believe two of them were in the red zone uh not not one of his Best games, but he did at one point in the first half have more yards than any other team did, like at the current point of time. So he was yeah. just lights out to start the game. But I mean, the Cardinals, I don't want to get like too into it, but the refs had some questionable calls that I think definitely hurt them. And the coaching decisions definitely weren't great either. I mean, the Cardinals lost by five. They decided to go for two and didn't get it. And they decided to not kick two field goals, go for it on fourth down, and not get it. That right there would have been seven more points. They would have won the game then. So that's just my thoughts, Tom. Did you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I, I think it shows how safe Stroud is in his now rookie campaign that he threw three picks and not a single person <laughs> talked about it. Like, it was just like completely overlooked. It's like, okay, we're, like no one's worried about Stroud at all. It, he's basically, it's like if, like, I'm. It's like if Joe Burrow would have thrown three picks. Like no, nobody, nobody's questioning Burrow now. Um, but I mean, good win by the Cardinals. Kyle had a uh, very nice deep pass to mm-hmm. was it Rondell Moore? It was Moore, the game, yeah. 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 And then he underthrew Hollywood Brown for that second one, which was tough. That, that was but, yeah, that was a bad throw. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you kind of had to expect the Texans to cool down eventually. I just didn't think it would be at home against the Cardinals. That was a. Uh, I mean, I mean, um, well, yeah, they still cool down. That a win is a win, but they, 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 they're not like cooking like they once were. But I guess whatever gets that W up in the column. So, yeah, and I think that the Cardinals are at the perfect spot of being like frisky and you enjoy watching them, but also executing the tank perfectly. Like, yeah, the past month, month and a half now, every game has kind of been like somewhat close. You're like, oh, maybe they'll get a win this week, and then they like lose at the very end. Like they did beat the Falcons last week. But again, it was a close game, and like they still—they're only two and nine, so they're guaranteed a high pick. Like they're—they're, they're, I think they're a lot closer than people think. But that might just be uh, my bias also kicking in. <laughs> I mean, I think um, I think Jonathan Gaddon is uh, is that 
Yeah, the cannon. Uh, mm-hmm. Is going to be a good coach them in the future. I think he... Seeing the players seem to like him, and I think uh, I don't know, man. I think if they end up with like the third or the fourth pick, what do, what do you think they're gonna do? Like, Kyle looks like he's still like playing very well. It's just what are you gonna do with him though? Like, are you gonna trade him? Like, who he's are you gonna trade him to? He's the guy. Yeah. No, Ky- Kyler's been the guy. I've always had this mindset that I'd rather have a known, uh, a known guy that can play quarterback in the NFL than trade him away for pennies on the dollar and then draft a rookie and hope he turns out to be all right. Because like he's like, yeah. there's so many guys in this draft where if they finish third or fourth, or even if they somehow finish like second and they can trade the pick away and get more, I think that's way more beneficial than them trying to like restart. So I would, yeah, I would obviously love a player like Marvin Harrison or Brock Bowers. I would also love like a stud defensive player because I think that's kind of what they need more. Like their edge rushers are awful. Like I think that's something they need to focus on. Um, and then obviously I think the O line is kind of bad, but that's not like a top five pick in my opinion. Again, but ways away for that. We'll see how it goes. And they do have the Texans pick also, which doesn't really look that great right now. But it still it still could be a very uh, very because if the Texans want to be in a back end playoff team, it'll probably be like the maybe the nineteenth pick or twentieth pick. I think mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson was picked right around that range, so you definitely can get an All Pro with that uh, with that number. You never but, know. <laughs> yeah, and Trey McBride seems to be like really shaping up to be a, a very, very, very good. very good tight end. Um, Hollywood Brown, they're probably going to keep him around. Um, so if they can, Rondell Moore is a good gadget guy. They could end up being, they could end up uh, with some pretty solid weapons next year, and uh, we'll see how the rest of their season pans out. But I think they probably do, like you said, end up with like that fourth pick range. Yeah, so we'll have to see how that goes for them. Um, another just another team with nine losses on the year. Carolina Panthers are now one and nine. The Cowboys beat them thirty-three to ten. Um, not much to say on this game. Like when the Cowboys play a bottom team, they win the game easily every time. They destroyed the Giants twice this year. They destroyed the Jets. They destroyed the Panthers. They seem to just feast. Like they're the perfectly ranked team where they will beat every team below them and the teams above them. They can put up a little bit of a fighting struggle. Like there's never really any crazy upsets. They did lose to the Cardinals, but. Other than that, for the most part, it's they take care of business when it needs to get done, and that's what happened this weekend. Yeah, I mean, like you said, really, this is probably the game that needs the least talking about. It exactly happened, like pretty much what happened, what you exactly expect. So, hope Bryce Young figures it out because uh, if they had a first round pick this year, <laughs> yeah, if but and then uh, for the Cowboys, Bland got his fourth pick six, which is pretty. Pretty insane because like half the time pick sixes are kind of just luck because not only do you need the interception you need to just have a clear uh, running lane so yeah. you have four in eleven in ten games is pretty impressive so we'll see if he can uh, break the record because he is currently tied right now for the uh, single season record. Hmm. Um, another uh, another game that not nothing really crazy from Jaguars Titans Jaguars won 34-14. They're now 7-3. The Titans fall to 3-7. They have yet to win away from Nashville this year. Um, Will Levis, I, I guess the hype's kind of died down a little bit. And Trevor Lawrence... I mean, he, he played pretty well. Uh, he only threw 17 passes, but he had two touchdowns. <laughs> I, I guess, but I mean, like... How do you only throw 17 passes when you and you lose by 20? I feel like you should be throwing the ball a lot more. Yeah, and, and, and somehow their rushing leader only had one carry for third. Who is Chris Moore was their rushing leader had they just did they just not run any plays? What was the time of possession here? It they has they to threw be, seventeen passes has to be and they only had nineteen rushing leaders. They only they only played how so what they, five drives? Thirty eight? <laughs> is that the yeah, like, plays? I, that, how do you 
what uh i'll pull it up right now really quick so let's see they went three and out four plays fumble i don't know this is actually a very impressive they went 13 plays for 34 yards nine minutes it was a punt that's just an impressive drive um three and out end of half three and out five play touchdown five play touchdown end of game so yeah they really had three four five they had seven total drives if you're not including end of half and end of game that's crazy yeah and one of them went for 34 yards in nine minutes that that i think is the most impressive one (laughs) And then, uh, and, and this was also it's it's uh this one the fumble drive four plays forty five yards and it, a minute thirty eight took was the drive and they, uh, fumbled the next the next one thirteen plays thirty four yards nine minutes punt yeah three plays nine yards fifty five seconds and and a half fourteen what was I gotta what's the time of time of possession I gotta where is that where would that be I have to figure this out because that is yeah. crazy and like thirty six Jaguars... minutes and twenty three minutes. Yeah, that's not as lopsided as I thought it was going to be, but it's still I mean, pretty lopsided. The Jaguars fully controlled this game, and we mentioned last week how um, we weren't sure like if Trevor Lawrence was overrated, but he did he did play very well this game. He kind of proved that, and Calvin Ridley out of nowhere had a fantastic game as well. Yeah. What wait, what did the what did the, what did the uh, oh the Jaguars call him what, what they call him a ridiculous nickname yesterday when he ordered uh, he ordered food to the, the stadium. Who? Calvin Ridley? No, Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I think they called him Steezy Trev, and I was, and then someone, somebody, uh, quotes it. It was like, I've he's never been called Steezy Trev once in once in his entire life. Yeah, I've never heard that either. So this is all on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks like the Jaguars. I mean, them and the Texans are starting to run away with it. The Colts are obviously on a bye, so not too much for there. But the Titans, I thought were gonna be a lot more respectable this year overall. They're just falling apart they will probably also be picking we have a lot of teams that we keep saying are be picking in the top five so it's going to be very interesting once we actually get to that yeah it's like five. nine teams that are picking top five so we'll see how that turns out <laughs> so it's, it's going to be interesting when we get there yeah um all right so yeah well if you have that thing or you want me to move on to the next game um no we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll hop on through okay okay um next up we have the 49ers taking on the bucks 49ers won pretty easily, 27-14. Brandon Ayuk had a great game. Brock Purdy had a perfect passer rating. He's fully back to being elite. Um, I don't care that it was just one game. He's fully back. Uh, the Bucks looked more like the Bucks we expected. Game wasn't ever really close, especially towards the end of the game when the uh, 49ers were up 27-7, to and then they gave up a late touchdown to the Bucks. But, I mean, the 49ers, they seriously look... Uh, they look so much better now that they're just all healthy. Like that's all it comes down to. Is, is this if this team is healthy, they can beat anybody in my opinion. And that three game losing streak, they just weren't healthy, and that turned out to be the difference. Yeah, unfortunately now Talano Hufanga just tore his ACL. Yeah. He's out for the year. One of their defensive anchors, but like you said, when that when the offense specifically is healthy, like now CMC that oblique is probably fully healthy. Debo's back. Um, Brock Purdy now the concussion worries seem to be have faded, have faded away. They look like a well-oiled machine, and Trevor Williams is back now, right? He played? He was I back, yeah. He he's did. been back now the past yeah. two games, which is why they look yeah, so yeah, much yeah. better. So, that's healthy Brock Purdy, and you give him his left tackle. Um, I think, like you said, this is a team that could beat anybody. Probably going to be a rematch of them and the uh, them and the Eagles in the NFC Championship. 
possible. We also got the Lions, though, so you never know. We do have the Lions. We do have the Lions. Um, staying in the NFC West, the 49ers got some help this week because the Rams beat the Seahawks 17-16. to um, Geno Smith got hurt for a little bit. Stafford got banged up as well, but he was able to play through it. Um, Cooper Cup got hurt. I mean, there's just been so many injuries this year. It's been kind of ridiculous at this point. And the Rams complete their season sweep of the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, I think this Seattle, I don't want to say they fooled everybody, but I just think there's just there's just way too many teams that are better than them to where I'm like, it's kind of like they were last year. Like, they're probably, they started off really hot, and then they're probably going to wind up fizzling out at the end. They're probably going to end up maybe with like nine or ten wins, um, and they'll probably get a six or a seven seed and they're probably going to get beaten by the 49ers or the Lions in the first round, Like, and they're going to go on the road. That's just pretty much how I see it going. Um, the 49ers blew them out last year in the first round, yep. so I think this is pretty much the same team. Um, Gino doesn't seem to have the, the same magic he did at the end at the first half of last year, but a lot of times they figure it out. Rob Stephen Corps looks good, though. Now, DK is looking he's come back into his own a little bit, and JSN now seems to be heating up, which is pretty big for that. But Kenneth Walker got hurt. He is apparently uh, it was described as legitimate oblique strain. I don't know what that means. I assume um, they play Thursday, so I assume that means he's missing that game. I'd have yeah, to he's probably that. definitely missing Thursday. I'm seeing reports that, like, this, like based on, like, regular timeline, that usually it's, like, this, this game and one more game, and then, like, maybe he'll play... Maybe he'll, he'll come back the third game. But, again, like, I think he was getting an MRI or something, so like we, no one really knows the extent of, like, how bad his injury was yet, mm-hmm. so I, or so I've seen. But, yeah, I mean, the Rams, they're still 4-6. and six, They're still fighting, but I don't – I probably see them, like, on the on the, the fringe of a top-10 pick come year's end, especially with Cooper Cup now. He's got, like, three injuries this year, so. Yeah, I mean, the only good thing for the Rams is if they can somehow – claw their way back to match the Seahawks, they'll have the tiebreaker and then get in over them. That's really the only thing they have kind of going for them at this point because there are obviously the Cowboys and the Eagles. One of them will have to be a wild card team. And it looks likely that the like the Vikings are also still a game and a half up. It looks like they should be able to possibly hold on to the spot. So it's it's coming down to the NFC. Like there's not that many spots available. Um so the way it's setting up, so we'll have to see how that goes from there. But the Rams moved to four and six, and Seattle moves to six and four. Uh, next up, we had the battle for New York. The Jets went to Buffalo, and we finally got it. Zach Wilson is no longer the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. I'm shocked it took them this long. Um, I think this that was really, really, really bad performance. And Tim Boyle didn't look much better either. I'll be honest with you. Now they make Zach Zach Wilson the third string. So you go. They did that last year too. I think when when they they did they made I him a healthy did, scratch. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, if you don't if you think he's this bad, why are you starting him the week before? Like there's some there's a flaw in there somewhere. Like why why is that why is this a thing? But uh, they got destroyed. Buffalo needed this bounce back win, especially um, against a divisional team they already lost to, so they pick up a divisional win, which is they are now Miami seven three. So they're still two back in the loss column Miami but they have a win I think that week 18 game is going to come down to it I think the Bills are going to be one game behind the Dolphins and I think if the Bills win they would then get the tiebreaker because they would have sweeped them and the Dolphins could just clinch the division with a win there so I'm looking forward to that game 
Yeah, and it was good to see like Josh Allen play a game and not really make too many mistakes. He did have one pick, but like he he kind of looked like you know like a better quarterback. He wasn't forcing anything too crazy. Um, I was surprised though that like Stephon Diggs really didn't do much. The only thing he really did in this game was get body slammed by Sauce Gardner. That was really <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I mean like the Bills, they do look better. Let's see. Again, it's the Jets, so like you got you got to take it with a grain of salt. But they did score 32 against the Jets' defense, and that's supposed to be that's supposed to be the good part of the Jets. So I think that is an impressive win for the Bills. I mean, keeping the Jets to only six points, like a lot of teams should be able to do that if we're being real. So I think I think the fact that the Bills' offense scored 32 against this defense is the bigger takeaway, and we'll have to yeah. see how um, how the rest of it goes for them. The Jets, they're still four and six, um, but we mentioned the AFC is so. Um, tight and so congested that four and six is kind of falling behind already. It's going to be tough for them to come back, especially with uh, their current roster situation. I mean, Tim Boyle, I looked up his stats. He's the fact he's been in the NFL for six years is impressive. Did he like one touchdown and thirteen picks at UConn? That was that was like his stat line. When he yeah, was, and then yeah. He, then he played at Eastern Kentucky and he had like ten touchdowns and like twelve picks. So like he didn't really improve. How did he get on a roster? Just undrafted free agent and then just. Kept on going, but I mean Shout he's made below. he's made almost eight million dollars the past six years. So I mean I guess figured out the key. Yeah. Um, and then the Sunday night game, the Josh Dobbs led Vikings finally catch a loss. They lost in Denver twenty one twenty. Um, not a great again just not a great game overall. The Broncos really had, came alive in the fourth quarter to steal this win. Josh Dobbs another two turnovers. And um, the Broncos, I mean, they just keep on rolling. They're now 5-5, five and five, and they look like they could maybe sneak into the playoffs as well. Yeah, I think they definitely can because a lot of the other 5-5 five and five teams are the Bengals. The Bengals are obviously trending down, and the Broncos are trending way up. So um, that gives them a, a big edge here. Alexander Madison, again, proves why he was a career backup. He had, he had that costly um, turnover towards the end of the game, lost a fumble. And although Josh Dobbs, I'm looking, did fumble three times, I'm gonna just, I'm, I'm gonna uh, just breeze over that. I think I don't think he um, lost all three though. He didn't lose all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fumbled, but he but he lost one. Um, so only one turnover. Right? He threw a pick. So Alexander Madison is uh, he's not great. 18 for 81. I mean, he had a decent um, yards per carry, but just another like I think he dropped the ball. Was it uh, he in another game where he dropped an easy touchdown? It was like a walk-in, and they wound up losing because of that. So he's like putting them in spots to legitimately lose games, and uh, I guess they they probably gonna start getting Ty Chandler more involved now because they they obviously don't trust him. They brought in Cam Akers before that, and then he tore his Achilles or ACL. Yep, Achilles. So yeah, and then uh, obviously everyone wants to know when Justin Jefferson's coming back, because that should take the offense up to another level. It sounds like he won't play this week because they have a bye then the following week. So he's probably going to be gone for the next two weeks still. Um, hopefully during that bye week, he can really ramp up because if the Vikings can get him, then that gives them like a good needed safety blanket that I don't think they have at this current moment. Yeah, and uh, Justin Jefferson, fantasy owners, if you're somehow still fighting for a playoff spot in week 13... Or if you don't, or if your trade on didn't happen yet, I would say go get Justin Jefferson because that's a pretty key piece for a championship run. But I, I, I am personally am a, a Jefferson uh, fantasy manager, and I am fighting for my life right now. 
I have injuries to Devon A. Chain. I had uh, James Conner as well. So I am, and I lost them all that week. So, but still hanging. I think I'm five and six. There you go. Still, still trucking along. Uh, and then last night's game, the Monday night game. Tom, I'll let you start with this one. The Eagles beat the Chiefs twenty-one to seventeen. I'll let you uh, kick this off as being the only one to predict the Eagles win. I told you. I told you, and I told Matt. I told you it was gonna happen. It may have happened because of a really bad drop, but it happened. Um, I'm going to just say that this is should be alarming for. Um, I mean, maybe not, but Mahomes always seems to figure it out, but. It's very evident that these secondary receivers on the Chiefs cannot get a job done. I think who's who's the the tight end that dropped that that fourth and twenty five ball? It was in his hands. He got hit, but that was in his hands. Like I, I hate to use Travis Watson, Kelsey example yeah. because he's the best best tight end in football, but he's on the same team. If that ball is going to Travis Kelsey, he comes down with that ball. Tyree Kill comes down with that ball. So I think there's I, a lot of costly drops that just keep making this just keep hurting this. Uh, that can keep hurting this Chiefs team, but luckily for them, they kind of have a cakewalk to the uh, Super Bowl now with the Ravens being banged up, Joe Burrow being out for the year, the Bills just not being looking like how they have been, but they could always heat up. But those are the top four teams everyone was talking about pretty much. Chargers seem like they are really nothing to worry about. Aaron Rodgers got hurt first game of the season, so everything that could have went right for the Chiefs are pretty much happening, so... Yeah, and like one thing that was brought to my attention today is that the Chiefs have the lowest scoring offense when it comes to the second half. Like the Eagles shut them out in the second half. The Chiefs now average, I think, I think it's like six points per game in the second half. So they're not even averaging. Really? Yeah, they're not even averaging a touchdown in the second half. They're now officially below the Jets, um, and the Jets were even shut out this past week too. So that just shows how bad they've been. Um, but. I, the one thing that you mentioned before, you said all the Chiefs secondary wide receivers. Honestly, in my opinion, everyone besides Travis Kelsey is a secondary wide receiver on this team because they yeah, all that's, just that, that's, like that's they, what I was like. They at. just all stink. Like none of them yeah. really do anything. Like I'm pretty sure Justin Watson led the team in targets because I felt like Mahomes was just throwing it to him the whole game. Yeah. Um, I mentioned on the preview episode the Eagles had the 30th pass defense. Mahomes didn't even crack 200 yards. Like I don't, you can't do that when that matchup. Uh, when there's that big of a mismatch, you have to be able to take advantage of it. Granted, I think the Chiefs probably will be fine, but the fact that after Kelsey, there's no reliable guy is something that I don't know if that can take them to the Super Bowl or even win the Super Bowl this year. Like, yeah, they'll still win the division. They'll still get the home game, probably a one or two seed, but I don't know if they have enough to get over the edge of this year because I feel like every week we're talking about their receivers. There's just no real number two. Yeah, it's... uh. It's definitely going to come down to whether Mahomes can continue to make. It. I mean, he made it work last year with the playoffs, but they didn't. The guys they did, they didn't seem to be holding him back this much as they are this year. Like they're really bad, especially in that first game. We saw it on full display. Um, I think the Chiefs maybe even like kind of reconstructed their game plans like throughout the rest of the season, um, based on how poor like those receivers were the first couple games. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see how the rest of it turns out. I mean, if Kadarius Tony can still get 20-yard part returns every time, I guess he sets him up for a, a good drive. But other than that, um, they don't really have anything going besides the problem with Pacheco Tony, and uh, Kelsey. The problem with Tony is, though, like when you watch him on those punt returns, you know a fumble can happen at any moment. Like, there's no any, faith any, in him. Uh, no, believe me. I, I'm, I, listen, I, saw, I watched him on the Giants. I looked every time I saw him make a juke. I'm like, he's, he can easily get this ball punched out. Like, easy. 
But yeah. and he does a lot of the time. He fumbles. He, <laughs> he fumbles and he drops balls left and right. And then all of a sudden he just cuts it upfield. He gets twenty yards, like you mentioned. Um, yeah. The the only other thing that really stood out for me this game, AJ Brown, just irrelevant. One catch mm-hmm. for eight yards. Like we, he was. We were talking about him possibly being in the offensive player of the year category, and now here he is, one catch for eight yards. Like that, that caught me by surprise. Um, I was not expecting him to get fully shut out in this game. Yeah, I think it kind of makes the offensive player of the year at this point at least a two-man race at CMC and Tyreek Hill. And I think if Tyreek Hill breaks the receiving record, I think he kind of has to get it. How do you not give him that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think CMC probably isn't going to have a better year than his 2019 season. So I think as long as Tyreek Hill just kind of keeps up his pace, he should have it by default. Um, I'm looking, I think he's at like 1,200 yards already. So he's on pace for uh, to still break the records. He had like, what, 180 I think he had yesterday? 1242. Uh, Tyreek, yeah. he had 146, yeah. Uh, 140, okay, 146. So his, like, he's, he's still very much on pace to wind up, uh, like, one, like, high, averaging 122 yards per game, which should multiply by 17 quick. He's 2077. So if he does that, and he leaves the league in touchdowns right now, so seems to be a shoe if he just keeps it up. Yeah, so the Eagles move to 9 and 1 with their only loss being to Zach Wilson, which will never make sense to us. And the Chiefs fall to seven and three, and they—I believe they're no longer the one seed, right? The Ravens officially passed them, I believe. Because the, uh, Ravens, the are, Ravens are yeah. officially the one seed, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be um, something to keep our eye on. And then uh, what we do every week—we eliminate one team from the playoffs. So far, it's looking pretty good for us. Looks like we haven't had any too too big of a mistake yet. Uh, so far, we've eliminated the Bears, the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Giants. The Broncos, the Patriots, the Colts, the Rams, and the Packers. I think there's one team this week that stands out to me, but Tom, I'll let you uh, go ahead first. What, is it the team that we said we were going to choose between them and the Packers last week? Yes, yeah. I think that's safe. Okay, so we're going to roll with the Titans. Yeah, I don't see I don't see the Titans making a run. Like, I mean, last year the Jaguars were 3-7 and seven and then went on to win their division and even a playoff game. So I, it could happen, but I'm not confident in this will levis led titans like they've lost no three in a row now or three out of four like uh, they've just been yes. trending downward and they can't win yeah. away from home so that's another another yeah. thing like I and think they've lost a, five out of six yeah like i think they're so, officially they're officially um they're officially out of my opinion which is yeah, a shame to I, say I'm, I'm looking like they have carolina this week okay they probably win that game um, then they, they have the Colts, also a very winnable game. Miami, at Miami, no. Loss. Um, and then they play the Texans twice, the Jaguars, and Seattle. They could easily lose all four of all five of those games. So that means they're looking at five and twelve. Yeah, even I mean, if even if they lose three of those games, that puts them at seven ten. and ten. Yeah, so yeah, I think seven they're... and ten doesn't get you there. So I think we have no choice but to but to eliminate them. Yeah, so we're kinda of getting and... down to crunch time now. It's like if you start looking at it. Like, I think next yeah. week we might have a few easy things. Like, if the Jets lose this week, it might be finally time to pull the plug on them. Um, Washington, still, too. I think Washington's yeah. on the hot seat. Yeah, we still got Washington. I mean, I don't want to say it, but, like, the Chargers are kind of, like, cutting close now, too. Yeah. The the, the, the tough part is going to be, like, when we get down to, like, the Saints and the Falcons because they're yeah. a game apart from each other. And, like, it's either – like, they're both probably going to be 8-9. and nine. So, it's, like, a team is going to be – you know, six and nine or seven and nine come these last few weeks, and 
if they win, then they make the playoffs. If they lose, they get a top ten pick. Like <laughs> yeah, and that's the that's like the reason we haven't really mentioned the Bucks yet because they're still technically in the division. I think they were in yeah. second in the no, they have the same record as the Falcons. They yeah, the Falcons so just beat them. So so they're right there for the division. So like even though they are four and six, we have to acknowledge that part. So. Eliminated the Titans this week. That brings our total list now to eleven. So yeah, we're uh, almost, almost. I'm also half. taking a look. I think if the Bengals lose two more, we could probably bounce yeah. them. And then I think the Colts are going to start to trend downward a little bit as well. So we might be able to eliminate the Colts as well. We so got the Colts. I we think... already did the Colts. We got them already. Oh, um. All right. Well, that, yeah. Because you know we've literally like twelve teams at this point. So honestly, I'm yeah, getting, you're uh, good. <laughs> So, yeah, all right, so it's week 12, uh, next, 12, 13, 14. So we have, all right, seven more seven more teams to eliminate. Yeah, so all right, we're getting, well, getting close to it now. Yeah. I think but, I think there's seven more teams off, off a quick glance. The Bengals, the Chargers. Well, obviously, um, yeah, like they're going to miss. We just have to be right. <laughs> Washington, Tampa, that's four right there. If, uh, if hopefully if Tampa or the Falcons wind up losing a few in a row, but – the, we still have the Rams. I think the Rams are going to wind up kind of fading out of it. So I think once we get to – we're thinking it's going to be harder at Week 16. It might want to be easier because the teams that we think are kind of holding on now might just start to fade out. Yeah, so we'll have to keep our eye on that. Uh, so that basically wraps it up here. Tom, do you have any last last comments on Week 11 or are you good to go? No, I think Week 11 was a pretty good slate. We had a couple surprising games, but overall pretty good. Yeah, so week 12, no teams are on a bye. We have three Thanksgiving games. We have a Black Friday game, a kind of full Sunday, and then a Monday night also, so it's going to be a full weekend. Um, We're actually going to do two preview videos. We'll have a Thanksgiving and Black Friday preview and then our regular Sunday preview. So if you're watching on YouTube, please drop a like and subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. And if you are listening on any podcast form, if you could leave us a review there, uh, we'd also greatly appreciate that. So... Thanks everyone for watching and we'll see you later on. Peace.